You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. I want to jump right into the message and a little bit unusual message for a service like this, but I I believe it's what the Lord would have me to give. Uh, We're just a few days away from Thanksgiving. And we gave you a list this morning, and we said to take some time to count your blessings and to uh, list the reasons why you're thankful. We often sing the song, Count Your Blessings, Name Them One by One, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. I think we should count our blessings. I think we should focus on the blessings. You know, a lot of times the reason we're not thankful is because we focus on the negative, right? And we fail to count our blessings. But I want to ask you this afternoon, what happens when the blessings do not seem to be flowing, and what happens when the good times seem to be at a standstill? Now, I hope this is not the overwhelming majority of the crowd that would say those statements are true, but I'm sure there are some. And there will be more, I'm sure, as the days and weeks and months go on because the Bible tells us that we will deal with hardship, right? We will deal with trouble. That's a part of life. So what happens when you get to a point in your life where it seems like the blessings are hard to locate? What do we do when we get to a point where we try to count our blessings, but it sure seems like that the burdens outweigh and outnumber the blessings? I'd like to look at Daniel chapter 6 is where we'll start tonight, and I want to give you just a couple of passages in Scripture where we see how we can give thanks in the hard times. You see, again, we like to, and we're usually talking about giving thanks when things are going good, when it seems like we're healthy, and it seems like the bills are paid, and it seems like things are going well, but God's Word tells us and commands us in 1 Thessalonians verse, uh, chapter 5, verse number 18, it says, in everything give thanks, right? Is that what your Bible says? So mine says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It's not a suggestion. It's not just an idea. It is a command. And then the verse goes on to say, it's God's will for your life. It's God's will for my life in everything to give thanks. Notice Daniel chapter 6. The setting here in this passage is that King Darius has signed a decree that nobody could pray to any other God except for to the king for 30 days. The Bible says this law was signed and Darius was tricked and that according to the law of the Medes and Persians, this law could not be changed. This was final. Daniel was in the Medo-Persian Empire at the time. It had transferred from the Babylonians to the Medo-Persians through war. And Daniel was under this law where he could not pray to God for 30 days. You see, Daniel's life was greatly impacted by that. I hope that your life would be impacted by a law like that. I think some Christians would continue to sail on their merry way if a law was like that because a lot of Christians don't take the time to pray anyway. And that's a sad thing. We ought to pray every day. And we ought to pray fervently. And we ought to pray believing and pray in faith. But Daniel knew that the law had been signed. 
Daniel knew that the punishment had been set. He knew that if he did pray to God, he would be thrown into a den of lions. But verse number 10 of Daniel chapter 6, would you notice this with me? It says, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, that means it was official, it was a done deal. They weren't still talking about this. This had been signed. He went into his house, and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed. Now, that's a good thing to do. Even when the king says you can't pray, you still pray. Most of us would have been praying, Lord, please change that law quick. God, please don't let them catch me, right? Lord, please save me. Don't let them throw me to the lions. That's what we probably would have been praying. But notice what verse 10 says, that he uh, kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks. Now, I'd like to say, Daniel, what do you have to be thankful for? They're getting ready to throw you into a lion's den. They're getting ready to kill you. They're getting ready to punish you. But yet Daniel prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. I'd like to speak for a few moments on giving thanks in hard times. Lord, would you help us as we look at your word? Speak to us, we pray. Lord, may we be a thankful people, not just in the good times, but also in the hard times. I pray that we would be uh, obedient. I pray that we would be faithful. I pray that we would be sure to give you thanks in all things, in everything. Give thanks. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Number one, we see the example of Daniel. Hey, Daniel, what do you have to be thankful for in a situation like this? Hey, Daniel, what good is there to thank God for even though the decree has been signed? You're not supposed to pray. I believe that Daniel gave thanks, number one, that he could still pray. Oh, yeah, the law had been signed, but the law had been signed, but Daniel still knew a God that heard and answered prayer. And Daniel could go to his room, he could keep the windows open, and he could pray to a God in heaven, and he could know that that God was big enough to save him from a lion's den. You say, well, pastor, did God save him from the lion's den? No. God did better. God saved him in the lion's den. Now, I would have been voting for being saved from the lion's den. I just said, Lord, I trust you, and I don't think we have to go in to find out if you're really able. But God allowed Daniel to go in the lion's den where he spent the night with the lion's and Daniel experienced the deliverance of God. You see, don't ever forget when you're in the hard times that God can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. God is still the God that hears and answers prayer even in our hard times. Job said it like this, The Lord giveth. And the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord, the bank is full. Your name is still blessed. The bank is empty. Your name is still blessed. The health is there. Your name is still blessed. The sickness is there. Your name is still blessed. And you are still good. You see, the circumstances change, but God does not change. God is still good. And he is still God, even in the hard times. Number one, we see Daniel and the example of prayer. Number two, I want you to turn over a few pages to the book of Jonah. Jonah chapter 2, we see Jonah 
In chapter 1, he ran from God and Jonah tried to flee the will of God and the plan of God and he went down to Joppa and he went the opposite direction of Nineveh. He tried to end his life by telling the sailors to throw him overboard. He would rather die than obey God, but God prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And it gave Jonah some time to think things over. While he was in the whale's belly three days and three nights, something happened to Jonah. Jonah started to pray. And while he is praying and while he is crying out to God, we see in Jonah chapter 2 and verse number 9, Jonah says, but I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Now that sounds good when you're standing behind a pulpit. That sounds good when your life is going good and things are are good between you and God. But Jonah right now is in the belly of the whale and he's in the process of getting things right with God and God gives Jonah a second chance. But Jonah said, God, I'm in the whale's belly, but I want to thank you. And I want to praise you. You say, what did he have to praise God for? He said, I want to praise God that salvation is of the Lord. I'm glad that God is in the saving business. I'm glad that God is in the deliverance business. I'm glad that God can rescue. And I'm thankful that God has a plan for you. He has a plan for me. And God had a plan for Jonah. You say, how do you give thanks in the hard times? You give thanks because you know that nothing happens by accident. You know that God's plan and God's program is absolutely perfect. God's plan for you, God's plan for me is that we get saved. If you're listening today and you're not saved, it's God's plan for you. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It's God's plan for you if you are saved. It's God's plan for you to tell others, to spread the news that salvation is of the Lord. Jesus still saves We can give thanks in the hard times because of prayer. Number two, we can give thanks in the hard times because of God's plan. Number three, Matthew 26, Jesus is in the uh, the, uh, upper room with the disciples before Jesus goes to the cross. And in this passage, they're partaking of the Last Supper. Jesus is getting ready to be scourged and beaten and mocked and crucified, and he knows that. He's spending time with the disciples, and while he is breaking the bread, and while he is pouring the juice, which represents his body and his blood, the Bible says that he gave thanks to his Father. How could Jesus give thanks knowing that he was going to the cross? How could Jesus give thanks knowing what he would endure uh, before the cross with the the beating and the scourging and the the, the cat of nine tails and the beard being ripped from his face and, uh, and being spit upon and being mocked? How could Jesus give thanks knowing what he would go through? Jesus could give thanks because he was aware of the prize. You say, well, what was the prize? The prize was your soul. And my soul. And the prize was that Jesus believed that you were worth it. Jesus died and believed that you were worth him shedding his blood. And you were worth him having his body broken on the cross. And he was willing to pay the price to win the prize of our souls. Can I tell you, you and I, as we go through hard times, we can give thanks. Because it might be in the hard times 
that people come to know Christ. It might not be on our mountaintop that we're the most effective as soul winners, but it might be in our valley that God can use our testimony and God can use our witness in a great way. How do we give thanks in the hard times? Acts 27. Acts 27. The Bible tells us that the Apostle Paul has been on board a ship. This ship is about ready to be shipwrecked. This uh, ship, they're throwing all of the belongings off and all of the valuables off. And they know that they're not going to survive. And so they begin to contemplate if they should execute the prisoners who were on board. And Paul pleads with the captain of the ship and says, no, he said, please. He said, we, we will not escape. We'll all stay here. And the Bible says in Acts 27, 35, that during this situation, that Paul, on board the ship, he breaks bread. They hadn't eaten in 14 days. They had been fasting and they'd been praying. And I'm sure they were uh, in fear for their very lives. And so now Paul says, hey, let's get a bite to eat. Say, how do you know Paul was a Baptist? That, this verse right here might just sum it up. Because what do Baptists do? We eat. Amen. What are we getting ready to do in a little bit? We're getting ready to eat. You're not just taking home desserts. You're going to get to eat while you're taking home desserts, right? I mean, it's going to be good. But he begins to break bread. And while he's breaking bread, the Bible says he gives God thanks for it. Many of the men thought this would be their last meal, but not Paul. He knew he was going to have some more meals. How come? Because in verse number 25, Paul said, I believe God. And God said that they would be spared and their lives would be saved. And Paul said, there will not be a single life lost in this shipwreck because God said it and I believe it. Friend, I want to tell you, you may be in a storm. You may be in a situation where it seems like all hope is lost, but you and I can give thanks to God because of the promise that God has given. Aren't you thankful that we have the promises of God that we can hold tightly to? Paul said, I'm going to give thanks in the hard times because I've got a promise from God. Lastly, if you'll turn to 1 Timothy chapter 2. I've, I've read this verse so many times. I've heard this verse quoted so many times. But I have never seen it quite like I saw it this last week. It says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 1, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Now, I like to give thanks for people that I like. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I thank the Lord for Brother Nathan. He's a good assistant pastor. I thank the Lord for Brother Dan. He's a good assistant pastor. We have another assistant pastor somewhere. He's nowhere to be found, so I'm not so sure I'm thankful for him. He's in the radio room, Brother Caleb. If you're listening, we love you, brother. I'm thankful for people I like, but you know people that I don't like? It's hard to be thankful for them. But notice what verse 2 says. You say, well, who are the people we're supposed to be thankful for? Verse 2, for kings and for all that are in authority. Let me swallow here just a second. <clears throat> That's a tough one. You say, well, Paul probably had some pretty good kings he was thankful for, right? You know, like, wasn't there like a King David? And wasn't there like a King Hezekiah? Yeah, that was Old Testament. Uh, Paul's kings were kings like Nero. 
His kings were godless, heathen, violent, sadistic individuals. And yet Paul said, I'm not only going to pray for them, I'm going to give thanks for them. How is that possible? Why should we give thanks for our rulers? Why should we give thanks for those in authority? You could take this a step further. You could say, you ought to be thankful for the boss you have even if you don't like him. You should be thankful for the governor you have even if you don't like him. You should be thankful for uh, the, the congressman or the senator that you have. You ought to be thankful for anyone in authority even if you don't like him. You should be thankful for the president even if you don't like him. You say, but how is that possible? Here's how it's possible. Because God knows what he's doing. God is the one we talked about last week. He sets up rulers. He takes down rulers. He is the one who is really in control, and all power belongs to God. And so we can thank God for the rulers, even if they're not our favorite, even if they're not our choice, even if they don't do things that we like, because we know who is the real king. We know who is the true ruler, and his name is Jesus Christ. Matthew 28, Jesus said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. The Bible tells us in the book of Psalms that power belongeth unto God. So how can we give thanks in hard times when our rulers are not what we want them to be? We can give thanks because we know that God is the one who's in control. And we can say, Thank you, Lord that we're looking to a human ruler, but we know who's really calling the shots. We know that God is in control. I'll close with the verse I started with, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. The Bible says, in everything, give thanks. That's the hard times. That's the storms. That's the lion's den. That's the whale's belly. Uh, that's going to the cross. That's in a shipwreck. That's in a, 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 a place where the rulers are not godly and the rulers are not what we think they should be. But in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.